0: Welcome to the T squared Dads Brown Bag Podcast. Here is your host Kyle Baker and Dieter Burrell. Hey, welcome back. Uh, we have a special episode today. We have a uh, special guest on with us, I'm Mister Mike Knoll from uh, from our office, and uh, we wanted to get his take on some of the things he has. You have two two daughters, right? Yeah. Nice. And studying to be an architect? Yeah. That's always fun.
1: Oh, yeah. um, Interesting journey so far.
0: Yeah. And um, we're doing things a little bit different today. Um, Mike had mentioned maybe grabbing a cigar and kind of hanging out and doing this. So we happily obliged. So we're currently over at the uh, cigar factory in downtown Pensacola having a little stogie and just have a little
1: chat. Enjoying the afternoon.
2: Now, Mikey, for some of our listeners, tell us a little bit about yourself, a little history. You know, what, what got you to Pensacola? What are you doing here? Why are you interested in architecture?
1: Well, I, I moved here with my family when I was a kid. We moved from, you know, Georgia and Alabama, and then we moved here. So we've been here since the early 90s. I spent about 20 years in the automotive world. Um, Where at in the automotive world? Well, I started out at Pet Boys, just changing oil and changing tires and stuff. Yeah. And then uh, kind of graduated myself to uh, more of a mechanic. And then I also jumped over to the parts th- side of things. And then also the... Um, managerial? Managerial, yeah. That's cus- what you were doing service. over at,
0: uh, at Harley, right?
1: Right, yeah. So when I left... At So when I left um, Pet Boys, I went over to Harley-Davidson, and I worked there for 10 years, and I did pretty much everything from warranty management to service manager, parts manager, pretty much anything. I even did some accounting for almost a year. Okay. It was kind of interesting.
0: Yeah. Kind of got your fill after a while, though?
1: Yeah. I um, didn't really care for the I guess the older I got and the more seasoned I got, the more I just didn't like the way that some people would treat other people and it was just kind of a very not all of it but some of it seemed to be kind of cutthroat and it was just not something i wanted to do anymore. I got you. So i still liked doing the you know the mechanics into things i just didn't like the people that was running it basically.
0: Yeah, and you thought architecture was going to be better?
1: Well, <laughs> when you say it with a smile i kind of i kind of worry. Right. Uh,
0: but So that's whenever you made the decision to go back to school?
1: Yeah, actually it was right after my daughter was born. Okay. And I had a uh, terrible experience with the place that I was working at at the time. I had a manager who took it his personal, I guess you'd say personal insult that I was trying to better myself. Uh Ah. So I started uh, taking night classes. I didn't interfere with with my work schedule. We had a six month old. And, you know, it was just one of those things where I got called into his office one day and he said, you know, you think you're better than me. That's how we started the conversation. (laughs) Oh, gee,
0: that's never a good way to start. Right.
1: And I'm just sitting there with a six-month-old kid in the back of my head just thinking to myself, oh, crap, what am I getting myself into here? Yeah. And then he just sat there and berated me for 30 minutes about how I was trying to better myself and I thought I was better than him and I was smarter than him. Which may or may not be true. That
2: was probably a little bit of jealousy on his part. Talk about self-esteem issues there.
1: Well, I mean, this is this was a grown man who was well upheld in his religious institution that he goes to. I don't know which which way he went, but you know, I, I met a lot of people that he knew that spoke very highly of him. But then there's a, this other side of him that I was having to be faced with, and
2: it was pretty brutal. You know, it's you know, it's interesting that you say that because. When I was in high school, college was that furthest thing in my mind. I was the same way, and I went. I had like uh, technical courses for automotive repair. Oh, I, I forgot that. you used to do automotive yeah, repair I, too. I went into that for many years, and it wasn't until I quit my job. Uh, I think I, 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 I thank my young, youthful anger that I quit my job. <laughs> yeah. yeah, because I was still living at home. Obviously, I couldn't afford to live on my own but I went back to college i went i went back to I think I mentioned to you guys I, I went to community college and that's how I kind of went from community college to university and then more into that world of collegiate environment obviously I was a lot older but I can kind of see I can kind of relate to you seeing those personalities you know thinking that in your situation was very unique I mean to have been for somebody to drag you into their office, and that's, that's a big self-esteem kind of thing from, for somebody to kind of be telling you, oh, you think you're smarter than I am, don't you? Who would ever do that? As a matter of fact, somebody should be tapping you in the back and saying, you know what, that's great. You're actually trying to improve yourself, trying to be a better person. I commend you. I commend you for doing
0: that. Yeah, let us know if you need anything from us. Like, yeah. How can we help Absolutely. you continue that? Yeah, they must not have seen it as you were doing that and then would in turn help their business. They weren't seeing it like, hey, I'm going to get a business degree. He felt threatened by someone trying to make themselves better. And even if they were to stay in that industry, possibly be coming after his job. And so he was threatened. And only, you know, a small person does something like that, you know? Really, a good manager in that situation would definitely be trying to, hey, man, that's awesome. What can I do to help you? Like, you know, if, if you need some extra time off or if we need to adjust your schedule, just let us know. If something's coming up, you have midterms or finals, we understand. We want you to do better. But apparently, you got the opposite.
1: Yeah. Well, and, and it's funny because after spending some time in class and starting to really learn, you know, the basics of AutoCAD and, you know, drafting, um, I ended up working for an electrical engineer and he was that manager that I needed. Ah, He was amazing. Like uh, anything, anything. I mean, hey man, my kid's sick. No problem. Just take off. Yeah. You, make it, you make it up to me later. It's cool. Never, like, you super never, flexible. Super flexible. You never heard his voice crack when you said something. He was just always like mellow and just ready to go. And he really. Did a lot to help me, and I worked for him for three years until I came work with you guys. Yeah, because he was. I mean, why would I want to leave that? I mean, it was it was pretty sweet.
2: I, I commend I commend whoever whoever was your boss in that time. I commend him for, for supporting you the way he did.
1: Well, and he knew that I wasn't going to be going into electrical engineering or telecom or anything. He knew that even, I wanted even to go if into he architecture. Did.
2: Even if he did, yeah. It's like what better to have the guy that's going to be working with me going to electrical engineering or whatever it is that he's doing because I've in a way it's almost like being selfish and it's almost like saying you know what I feel good about myself that I was able to motivate this guy into going the same field that I'm in you know to fall to follow the same career path I must have been a good influence on him you know anybody that's out there would would feel feel good about that you know and even if you, even if you didn't you went into architecture that's okay you went into drawing you went into you wanted to improve yourself you wanted to you want to do something different but you know something that kind of picked your interest even though you kind of did what you did with him you know it's still it should be it should be something great it should be some, something that's like it touches someone in the, yeah. in their heart to kind of feel that you know someone that that, that they work with kind of follows follows steps on in this type of career
1: well and and, and I think he got that I think he got that uh without having to do anything other than just being supportive I think he got that warm and fuzzy feeling that we all kind of like like to get on occasion but he got it regularly because I'm also not a quiet person so I would you know something would happen and I would just kind of like snap and realize hey you know you know this guy is making this possible I should say something, you know, and I would, I would walk into his office and he'd just get off a conference call with somebody and be just exhausted looking in his face because he'd been up for 10 hours already. Right. And I'm like, Hey man, thanks. Yeah. Appreciate it. He just look at me.
2: What? <laughs> hey, but that goes a long way. Yeah. I mean goes to, a long way. to come from a blue collar environment to a white collar environment, because I don't think people realize it's like when you have people that have dealt with other blue collar workers, Theirs is totally different environment. It's not the, they're not mentally all the way up there like, you know, high thinkers. They're practical people. They're people people. You know, you respect each other, but you know your boundaries. And, and when you don't know, when you know you have an issue with somebody, a blue-collar guy doesn't tell you, I'm offended. I'm really offended by you what you said. <laughs> I mean, they're gonna stand in front of you and say, "Dude, you got an issue with me? Let's bring it. Let's do this." Yeah, and they're gonna—they're gonna—it's time to get it, drop drop. You know, yeah, like down.
0: like your son, come at me. <laughs> that's yeah, what, That's what come I'm at, at me. There's times that you don't
2: see, you don't even see it coming, and it's like whack, yeah. right there. I mean, I, I remember seeing a few few times. It's like you took my ticket, yeah, you know, and I took the ticket. Whack. Yeah, and they're, they're all the manager running in. They're trying to trying to break it up, break it apart.
0: Yeah, and instead with white collar, we just kind of do all that stuff politically behind the scenes, and you know, never really works out it's either. Like
2: the, the immunity idol, uh, uh, you know, you guys watch that show, The Island. Oh yeah, Survivor. Yeah, yeah. It's like oh, let's let's try to get everybody to to agree with me that we got to do it a certain way. We gotta we gotta get this person out of here because you know it doesn't work that way. Yeah, blue collar it don't work that way. I don't like you. Period. So what? <laughs> I really don't give a... Who. I'm still going to work here. Yeah. You're
0: still going to work here. And I'm going to hate Deal you every it.
1: day, but I'm still going to work right next to you. Yeah.
0: Shooting the boss would normally stick them right next to each other on purpose. Would. Just to let them work it out. Yeah.
1: All right, you you, you girls are going to have to yeah. work this out. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. It's, it's kind of like whenever you were a kid and uh, you'd have a <laughs> beef with somebody, you'd get into a fight, and then you guys were best friends afterwards. <laughs> like, if you just finally get to that point, establish who's alpha, and then move forward.
1: Yeah. So, that's great. so let me ask you, Mike.
0: Yeah. Um, architecture. Hmm. I know that that's you're you're not getting a degree specifically for architecture. Right. But you want to go into the architectural field. Right. What made you make that decision? So, like, why architecture and not mechanical engineering or, um, you know, law or something like that?
1: So I like, I like the way things are made. I like the way things are built or constructed or designed, and. It was really a conversation that I had with both of my brother-in-laws at separate times, one of which is a drafter and home designer, and the other is a uh, an aerospace engineer for NASA at the time he was working for Gulfstream. And it, it just the way that the conversations would always flow, it always just made sense, and I started talking to my brother-in-law who lives here who does architecture and he and I just got talking about it I was like well I'll take I'll, I'll take some courses and I'll try it and it was it was like finding the holy grail almost like, yeah it just I, felt right I took I took a class which was an imp- intro to operating systems uh, with a guy who was a registered architect and a logic class hmm. and the two professors couldn't have been better I mean they were they were involved excited everything you want out of somebody who's teaching you. Yeah. And it just snapped. I was, I realized that it made sense. And then I go back and look at all my pictures from, like, the last 20 years. For every trip we've ever taken, I always take pictures of weird, weird buildings and stuff on buildings. Weird little details. Weird on. little details. And I'm like,
2: oh, yeah.
1: oh, it does make sense. Right. I didn't realize it. But I didn't know.
2: Yeah. T- I thought, t- t- talking about weird little details and weird little facts, I want everybody to... Uh, just remind you guys to follow us on YouTube, T Square Dads Brownback Podcast. Look us up and.
0: Yeah, definitely. And uh, go over onto Instagram at T Square Dads, all one word. And also uh, Twitter. Twitter. At T Square Dads. That's correct. So, Mike, I, I get all that. When was your first um, experience with doing something architecturally? And I'm I'm clearing, cluing into a story that you've told me in the past about the house or the cabin. You want to tell us a little bit about that, where you drew that up?
1: So uh, I'm assuming we're talking about the uh, my capstone project for my architectural yeah. uh, associates degree. So I had an idea. You know, my in-laws had just bought this cabin up in uh, up in North Carolina the year before, and it's kind of like a magical place to my family. Like, the girls love growing there. They can see snow. They can see deer. You know, it's like the highest part, the highest elevation on the eastern uh, eastern side of the Mississippi. And so, it, it, you know, there's a lot of neatness to it. But the house was built in 76, and there are no floor plans anywhere. There's no site plan. The lot and plot for it is
0: four lines and a couple dimensions. <laughs>
1: Yeah, no, no, you didn't even get that. You go go to the uh, the property appraiser's website, nothing. And so I had to go out and field measure all this thing to include elevation. Mm. So I pitched the idea to my professor who was the department head who was instrumental into getting me more into architecture.
2: What program, where?
1: Uh, This was at PSE at Pensacola State. Uh, And this was with uh, Michael Hayes. He was the uh, department head
2: fantastic person, I bet.
1: Oh, absolutely. He was amazing. And I, I I used to love our conversations just because I felt like I was like diving into deeper information because he had been doing it for so long.
0: But it was his class you were doing this uh, capstone project for?
1: Right. Yeah, this was to kind of like finalize everything that I've learned and put it all into one thing. So I had to use and this is what I pitched to him. It could have been as easy as being AutoCAD. Just 2D, here you go, rock and roll. But I used uh, ArcGIS and did, uh, and did points, set up the elevation, and then imported it all into Revit and then built the floor plan. But I measured it all in negative five degree weather oh. with my wife, who surprisingly was okay with it, <laughs> considering that if it goes below 80 degrees, she is not happy. Right.
2: God bless her. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so she was bundled up like we were going to go skiing, and we're out there measuring for I don't know an hour and a half or so
2: she must really love you
1: I make good sandwiches I mean I'm <laughs> I'm, I'm quite the catch Yeah um but it was just so cool that I was able to do all this and yeah, I was able so- to like model it and put it all in there and then I was able to do a demo plan and do an addition that we had all kind of loosely talked about Yeah um so it was it was very rewarding and that kind of unfortunately kind of more solidified the situation for me so, yeah this is it this is yeah. the way I want to go
0: yeah it's, uh, it, it's interesting whenever you first get into architecture like going out into a real environment, taking all these measurements and everything like that and digitizing it, making changes in there and then actually seeing it come to fruition in, in the real world. And this is one of the few professions where you can really do something like that you know mechanical engineering or something like that yeah you can build it all on the computer and see it get made but with a renovation going out there to a real place, turning it digital and then turning it into something new that gets built in the real world. Eh, that, that, that's one of the reasons why I love architecture for sure.
1: Oh yeah, it's like the perfect mesh between something mechanical and something artistic and they're just kind of like put together and you, they work together.
2: Yeah, I think the that's only awesome. the only downturn when it comes to anything is budget.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you always have to be cognizant of the budget.
2: Yeah. But. Yeah, I'll, I'll I hate you. whenever you throw the word budget out. You know that? <laughs> it just sorry. really puts a
0: damper on my mood. It's like,
2: the party starts and Dieter drops the budget <laughs> word. So what's the budget? <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, wh- when's the scope? Or what's the scope? When's the schedule? What's the budget? Ugh. Do you have I'm, to say it like uh, that? Ugh, the budget. <laughs> Nobody
2: wants to talk about the budget.
0: No. It's never enough.
2: It's like, no. Let's buy some burgers and yeah. fries. How much is it? $10. I only got three.
0: Yeah. That's about right. I'd love to do this new modernist, like, ultra premium thing. Okay, yeah. How many square feet? 10,000 square feet. Okay. What's your budget? A million dollars. Oh. Good luck. Not going to happen. We can build you a box with some nice brick on the outside.
2: Let's cut it down to half. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Hey, we had the same thing happen at the house. We have to get a new front door, and the front door we picked out, you know, tailor-made everything the exact way we want it is going to be a little over five grand just for the front door single door with two side lights so i sent that text to my wife said this is how much it's going to run she said i was thinking more like this and then sent me a new door to go look after which was half the price still a nice door but it wasn't my you know it's
2: interesting that you said that because I i think everybody gets into this like i have this grand idea this amazing yeah. opening with this view to the outside just letting all this light in. And all of a sudden you price it. Yeah. And then you say, no, I think we're good with like a door opening because that's not going to fly.
0: Yeah. That actually happened to me last night. I was sitting on the couch and I, I, I've been wanting to get a sauna for the new property and just do like an external sauna. And so they make these really cool barrel saunas. Oh, right? I've seen those. those yeah, awesome looking. And a lot of like you know, like Joe Rogan and all those people, they like swear by the sauna. I'm like, yeah, I love a good sauna, but I don't want to go to the gym in order to get to a sauna. So I was like, okay, let me see how they, how much these are. And I started and it's like pick all these different features and different types of cedar and how many people and the type of door and the type of unit. And do you want windows? And I was like, heck, yeah, I want windows. I want a glass door. I want all this stuff. $27,000. I'm like, mm, can't afford that. Let's see where we can cut back. What's by the budget? The, by the time it was done, <laughs> What's the for the budget I was looking for, I had no windows, four people, an electric heater, and no glass door. You couldn't even see out of this thing. It's just a black <laughs> barrel on the inside, like nothing in there. I'm like, I guess that ain't going to happen today. i going to save up a little bit more. <laughs> I'll just turn one of those tough sheds into a sauna. <laughs> I've been looking at everything to do with a tough shed. I'm like, oh, oh my, my whole property is just gonna be covered with tough sheds. That's awesome. I'm like, ah, where's the movie theater? Oh, uh, shed number four.
2: Shed number four.
1: <laughs> Please come on in shed number four. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, uh, Where's the workshop? Oh, that's shed number seven down there. My my brother-in-law always says that it's gonna be like the nightmare before Christmas over at my at my property. That you're just gonna like walk into the woods and you're just gonna like get to pick which door you want.
2: Like, oh, there's Christmas
0: and Halloween and all, Easter. <laughs> all I'm
2: picturing is. California homeless houses scattered through your backyard. Yeah. Where are we going today? I need to go uh, tend to my my guns because we're going to go shooting this weekend. What shit is that? Number 17. Okay, well, I guess we're walking down a couple miles inside your property to get to that. So now now that you're doing architecture, you're loving it. You're about to graduate, what, a year and a half from now?
1: No, uh, I... Should be graduating at the end of the year.
2: Oh, well, into the fall semester.
1: Yep, I've got two and a half semesters left. And that's
0: I'm with okay. a bachelor's in, in project management. Project management.
2: Okay. That, now that leans leads into a very general kind of field. It does.
1: So because I, it could be, yeah, it could be you know, construction. It could be, you know, personnel.
2: These guys give me grief because I say certain things because I have an accent. What you have an accent? Hold on, I hold on.
0: Is this the episode where we get into the deterisms <laughs> Hold on,
2: I wasn't prepared for the dieterisms. write so. them all down now. To all you guys out there, I, I I may just have a different perception of things, okay? But when I th- when I see a thumb, <laughs> he's talking about a like button, by the way. That's what I tell the guys. Yeah, I go, go, hey, there's go. a lot of thumb coming our way, so. If you guys are out there and you guys are listening, go hit the
0: thumb for him. Yeah, give, give him, us a give thumb, thumb. Yeah, and subscribe. I'll, I have to. I have to say, Dieter walking around our office and him coming over to my desk and going, "Man, we got a bunch of thumbs today." It, it just, it just makes my day. Not <laughs> likes, but thumbs. He's got the thumbs.
2: So I'm going to give Mikey funny. a big thumb. Yeah, man. For doing what you what you dream of doing. Thanks. Thanks.
0: So besides um, being in the architecture field now and things like that, I know that obviously that's not your whole life. You have two kids and everything. What else do you uh, do in your spare time? What's one of your other passions?
1: Pre-pandemic, we like to travel. And um, I mean, I guess my growing passion has always been uh, hot rods, old cars, motorcycles. If you can make it loud, make it fast, make it cool. I've always been into it so, Sonia and I have been together for coming up on, we've been married for almost 11 years now, and I think we're on our fifth hot rod, and I've I've been asked to wait until we get done with school, (laughs) and and then I can go
2: pick up another one. Yeah. I've been told not to pick up anything for a long, long time, so (laughs) you enjoy that, share with us.
1: Oh yeah, oh yeah. So, uh, choppers or just hot rods? Or So, I've built a couple of choppers over the years. Uh, one of my friends, uh, he and I built a chopper from, started off as a Sportster. We built it, chopped the frame, extended it, did all the stuff in my garage while my wife was pregnant with our first child. Oh, jeez! And so, we knew that we had to finish it when uh, we were getting close to the due date. And then, my daughter decided she was going to come two weeks early. <laughs> so I said hey, um, hey man we're, g- we're gonna have to wrap this up yeah it's
0: gonna be finished real quick
1: so the very first picture of my daughter outside the house is her sitting like being held up on the chopper that me and my buddy built
0: nice that's pretty cool
1: it's been awesome yeah and, man you know I think I got uh, well, seven months of free pizza every every Wednesday night ain't nothing I wrong with that it, I mean I did it for nothing I mean we, we had a great time doing it it was just a couple buddies hanging out building some stuff and what we do with hot rods and anything else. Yeah,
2: man. Reminds me of a few weekends. It, I don't know why, but when we hang out, it would take three hours to change the oil in a car. Yeah. because sure. Take it to the, you know, the Jiffy Louvre, is 15 minutes.
1: Right. You want to make sure you get all the oil oh, out. You're right. Yeah. You're yeah. Right. That's the yeah. key.
0: Every last drop. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and then,
2: you might even have to jack up the
0: back end or jack up the yeah, front Yeah, so you end. can tilt it. Yeah. Say, yeah. Make sure you get all of it Absolutely. out of there.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely.
2: For all you, for all you, uh Gear heads out there, you guys know what we're talking about.
0: <laughs> That's kind of like whenever I do barbecue. Like, uh, I don't have to sit out here and watch it smoke for 14 hours, but I like to. Bloodshot eyes. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you okay there, Kyle? I'm okay. Yeah, man. That's what makes it taste so much better. It was watched the whole time. That's right. I heard the music I was playing in the background well i'm, I'm glad like that you're working
2: with us mikey i am too yeah man too.
0: thanks for coming on today
2: yeah it's thanks for inviting me
0: yeah so uh, at the end of every episode i always tell a dad joke oh and i'm gonna put you on the spot oh no you got a good je- a dad joke for us
1: i do I've, I've got one so what's the best thing about switzerland i don't know i don't know either but the flag is a big plus
0: Oh man, that was good. All right, well, everybody, thanks again for listening, and we will talk to you guys next time. Thanks for listening to the T Square Dad's Brown Bag Podcast. Please subscribe on your favorite platform, and we will talk to you next time.